This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomlin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Praise the Lord. Isn't it wonderful to be able to come together and just praise God and He shows up? You know, it's, you know the song says, inhabit our praises, but you know what? When we praise Him from our hearts, He always does. You don't even have to ask Him. He will show up. Hallelujah. And you know, we can get better and better at that. You know that? As a congregation, we can get better and better at just getting our eyes on Him and, and worship as one. And, and the more we, we get good at that, the, the, the more of His presence will manifest in our midst. And then it starts to get really fun. Hallelujah. When He shows up in grand style. Praise the Lord. I, was just, I just saw these as I walked in. How many of you have picked up one of these guys here? And how many of you have the, the text reminder on your phones? I mean, I found that very helpful. And uh, anyhow, you know, there's a reason why we did that. And it is, you know, because the Lord put it on pastor's heart that, you know, to, to, to help us all grow. And, you know, the number one thing that's going to help you grow is getting in the Word. And it's amazing that just one chapter a day, Monday through Friday, will get you through the whole New Testament in a year. And, you know, some, a lot of times we get, we get busy. Any of you get busy during the week? And then you, you forget. And it's like, oh, man. You know, but this is a good, good, good tool for you to stay on track and just, just at least get one chapter a day, Monday through Friday. You know, Monday through Friday is when usually we have our schedules. You know, we get all these things done. If you get that chapter in there and if you take time, you know, and you kind of put everything else aside. You know, one chapter doesn't take that long. You know, but if you put everything else aside and you focus on the Word and you honor the Word, guess what? God is going to speak to you. And, and, and it, it's more important to, to take time and honor what you do than do a lot and not honor it. Did you know that? <laughs> because God said, those that honor me, I will honor. And when God honors you, you know it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, I just wanted to mention that before we got started here. And... Uh, you know, we've been doing this, this faith class on Sunday mornings, and I've seen quite a few of you there. And uh, I know some of you other guys want to sleep in, and that's okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about faith today. And so if you've been in class, there's going to be some things that, that you've heard before. And, but then again, you know, uh, how many of you know that you might have to hear some stuff more than once? You know, it's just like you hear it once, and then you hear it again, and you have, you know, I, I say this sometimes, you know, you have the gospel according to Matthew, <laughs> Mark, and Luke, and John. So if you didn't get it from Matthew, you might get it from Mark. If you didn't get it from him, you might get it from Luke or John, you know. And so anyhow, we're just going to uh, do some, some repetition here, praise the Lord. And, you know, if you've been in church for a long time, you know, you've probably heard a lot of this stuff before, but then again, you might have let something slip. How many of you know we leak? Yeah, and so anyhow, so we have to hear it again and hear it again so it can be in the forefront of our minds and so we can put it into practice. So, in this class, we've been talking about faith. And, you know, in, in like, you know, time I have available here, maybe 45 minutes, you know, you cannot cover everything about faith. But you can cover some things. And if I can just get a couple of things across to you in this session, that'll be a great thing. Because then you can take that home with you, you know, and, and do something with it. And so, we're going to talk about why is and is faith a big issue? You know, we talk about faith all the time in this church, so we must think it's a big issue. And, uh, and why is it a big issue? We're going to get into some of those things. And to some people, faith is no more than a doctrinal position. You know, say, well, I'm, 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 for instance, I'm a Catholic, and I, I adhere to, to these tenets of faith, or, or I'm a Methodist, or I'm a Baptist, or whatever. But, but that's not what I'm talking about here. Okay, I'm talking about biblical faith, 
And sometimes, you know, to kind of get a, and I'm going to just read some things now that faith is not. Faith is not a doctrinal position. Faith is not a movement. It's not a faith movement. I'm, I've joined this movement. No, faith is not a panic button to push only in times of trouble. Did you know that? Some people think that's it's like, oh, <laughs> where's my 911 button or my faith button? Okay, and so, and faith is not a magic wand because faith doesn't instantly settle every problem or answer every question. Did you know that? And faith is not denial. Faith does not deny the existence of a problem, but by faith, you can overcome it. Did you know that you will have some things that are going to come against you in this world? You know, you live in a world that is, that is dying. You know, this planet is dying. You know, the, uh, sin has been in this world for a long time, and, and, and there's going to be some things that come across your path that you're going to need faith to overcome. And so we're going to talk about some, you know, about faith and what that means. And actually, faith is a way of living. It's a way of life. It's a way of thinking and speaking and responding. And it's the only way to deal successfully with everything you encounter in life. And it's the way that God has ordained for us to live. Hallelujah. And he made it abundantly clear to us in the word. And I'm going to read you a few scriptures here that shows us that we are to live by faith. Romans 1. Verse 17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed, talking about the gospel, from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. And so in this here, you can also see that faith is real from faith to faith. So faith is a, is a walk. It's a progressive thing. It's something that you will do your whole life if you're a follower of Jesus. And in Galatians 3.11, we see this same thing. It says, but, no, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10.38, I'm going to go too fast for you to, to turn to all of these. I'm just going to read them. It says, Hebrews 10.38 says, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draws back, my soul have no pleasure in him. Habakkuk 2.4 uses the same verbiage. The just shall live by faith. So it must be a big deal since God tells us to live this way. We're supposed to live by faith. That means everything in your life should revolve around faith. <laughs> and faith is how God operates. And I think that's a very interesting thing to find out. How does God operate? How has God functioned from eternity past and will function into eternity future? He has always functioned this way. And you can see a little bit about how faith operates in the beginning, in the book of beginnings, in the book of Genesis, chapter 1. And this is something that you've read since from you were in Bible school. I mean, not in Bible school, but, you know, like the Sunday school Bible school for kids. Genesis 1.1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and it did divide the waters from the waters. And so we see this. We can go down this whole chapter, and you said, God said, and it was. So we, we know that it has something to do with something you say. And so in Psalm 33, 
Verse 6 and 9 is the two verses I'm going to read here. It says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9 says, For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. And Hebrews chapter 11 is like the famous faith chapter, right? Talking about the heroes of faith. And in verse 3 it says, Through faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God made everything by faith. He functions by faith. And did you know that he made a whole lot of children? That he also said they're supposed to be imitators of him. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse, verse 1 it says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Hallelujah. So we're supposed to live like God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, this is going to be some basic stuff here, right? But, you know, you have to lay a foundation so you can build something on it, right? And so in Romans chapter 10, and this, this you know, you might have walked by faith more than you think, even though you just, uh, you just uh, joined this bunch that call themselves Christians. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. That's how you were born again, wasn't it? Somebody told you about Jesus, you believed in your heart, and you confessed him as your Lord and Savior. And if you go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, it says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. So that day, God helped you out. He revealed to you that what the preacher said was right. And you knew that God, you just knew in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And that he has paid for my sins and that I can be saved. And so you believed it in your heart and you spoke it with your mouth and you were saved. So you might think that this faith thing might be complicated and, and difficult. But, you know, you already, all of you in here that I can, I can see only people that I know here, I think. And I think all of you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So that means that you know more than you think about walking in faith. Because walking in faith is pretty much believing in your heart and speaking in your mouth what God said. And so, hallelujah. When you were born again, I have so many notes here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a great job, though, following. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so when you received Jesus as Lord, you became a child of God. You were born of God. You know, <laughs> you're right with God. And the just shall live by faith, right? And so when you were, and I, just to get this, this clear here, you know, just to make it simple. I like this, this, this revelation of, of you were born again. You know, people say like, well, what happened? I mean, it's like, you know, you look the same. Well, it was the eternal you, the one on the inside. Paul talks about the man on the inside. You know, he talks about the real you. And, and I like to look at it as, a, as the hand in a glove. You know, your, your, your body is just your earth suit, what, what you're in here to be able to be in the earth. And so when the hand is in the glove, the glove looks like it's alive. It's the same as your body. Your body looks like it's alive because you are in it. When you leave, it doesn't look alive anymore. Have you ever, you know, have you seen a dead person? It's like, you know, it's like, whoa, they're not there anymore. And it's evident because it is an empty glove. Hallelujah. So... What happened when you were born again is that inside part of the real you, the eternal you, were born again. It was recreated. It, it's a brand new thing. And that, that real you is now in contact with God. You're in contact with God, and you can commune with Him. 
Hallelujah. And sometimes we, we, we get wrapped up in all kinds of other stuff and forget to commune with God, but you have the capacity to commune with God. Hallelujah. And so Paul in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, he says, I was crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So this is a brand new way of living. Now you live your whole life believing in Jesus and what he tells you from this moment on. You're supposed to live a life of obedience to Jesus because now he's not just Savior, but he's Lord. Hallelujah. And that's important to know this, this relationship that, that you have with him now because you're supposed to listen to him. Jesus also listened to his father when he was, when he was in the earth. You know, he, he submitted himself to his will, and we are supposed to do the same thing when we live by faith. And I'm going to get into some, some more things here, but, but, but people live rogue lives and expect faith to work, and they get into problems. <laughs> and so, so another reason why, why faith, why we talk so much about faith, is faith is the only way to please God. Did you know that? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5, it says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Isn't that a great testimony to have? Hallelujah. How many of you want to have that testimony? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So for the child of God, it is not a suggestion. It's a requirement to live by faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, it says we don't, we don't please him unless we're, we're in faith. Well, um, God is not hard to please. He's not unreasonable. But we're going to see down here in a minute that what pleases him is when you are blessed. When you are taken care of, when you walk in divine health, when you have peace and joy, that's what pleases him. And you're going to see that faith has a big part in you walking in those things. So make God happy. Let him bless you. It says in 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So it's his will to prosper you. Hallelujah. It's his, will, it's his will to show you mercy. He delights in the prosperity of his servant. Did you know that? In Psalm 35, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You should say that every day. Thank you, Father, that you delight in me prospering and being in health. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we need to let God bless us, hallelujah. And so this goes right into my next point here, why faith is a big deal, because we access into grace by faith. Into what grace has provided, we access it by faith. So in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And rejoice in hope of the glory to God. So none of what grace has made available through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus can be accessed any other way than through faith. And faith is our part. Faith is our part. 
<laughs> Grace is already done. Now, now we need to access all of that by faith. Faith is the hands that receive all that grace has given. It's not all grace and it's not all faith. Grace is all that God has given and faith lays hold of what God has given. Hallelujah. First Timothy 6, 12, and pastor has talked about this many, 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 many times. He says, it says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. It is a free gift. Everything that Jesus did, he, he, he paid for your healing. He paid for your, for your, so your sins are taken care of. He paid for your healing. He paid for you to prosper. He paid for you to have a good life, but none of that is accessed unless you do it through faith. Hallelujah. And so God ordained us to live by faith, to imitate him. And so God, the way that he works, that he, 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 he conceives things in himself and then he speaks them forth. He brings them into existence. Well, you're not God, but you're supposed to imitate him. And so we are to function the same way, but we are not to get things from just from our resource, but from him. And so in John chapter 15, I think this is a very important point, and I want to kind of take this a little slow here. So join with me in John chapter 15. I'm going to give you some time to turn. Praise the Lord. So are you guys with me so far? Praise the Lord. So John chapter 15, and I'm going to start in verse uh, 5. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out of the branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That's when faith works. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So Jesus in this passage of Scripture is very clear. He says, without me, you can't do anything. You can do nothing. Hallelujah. We are totally dependent on Jesus for everything. This walk of faith is a walk with him. If you have received instructions from God and you decide to override them and do your own thing, you are no longer in faith. I don't care what you call it. <laughs> That's pretty strong. But I've seen people that just kind of go their own way and they, and they think they're in faith, but they're not. And then they complain when it don't work. And then they cast this faith thing aside and say, well, I tried faith, but it don't work. I'm telling you what, there's no such thing. Because faith in God always works. So if it didn't work out, you were not in faith. And it all starts with hearing from him. That's where it all starts. I'm going to get to that a little bit later. Hallelujah. So I just had to say that. It kind of came up in me strong as I was pro, uh, pro preparing. So I had to just stop a little bit and, and get it across. Because we're supposed to walk with him. All right. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He is the one who everything proceeds out of him. He says, I'm the vine. You are the branch. The branch cannot bear any kind of fruit without the vine. Everything that the branch is producing and doing is because of the vine. Hallelujah. So, what is faith? Hebrews chapter 11. We're going we're gonna to go there in verse 1. Verse 1. 
Hebrews chapter 11. You know, and I've, I've encouraged the people in the class, you know, you, sh you, should, you should read this chapter many, many times in between each class because it shows you all these people that live their lives by faith. And that's what faith is. It's your whole life. You live that by faith in God and trusting Him for everything in your life. For direction, for protection, for provision, for, for strength, for everything. Hallelujah. Now Hebrews 11 once in the New King James says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the Young's literal translation, I like that one, he says, And faith is of things hoped for, a confidence, of matters not seen, a conviction. Hallelujah. So you can say this, faith is regarding things hoped for, and you, well, you don't hope for things you have today, do you? So you can say that faith is regarding something not yet. Not yet. And then the, the other thing you can see is from, from this scripture is that faith is also in regards to things not seen. So faith is regarding things not yet and things not seen. Something God has said that you don't see yet. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. And it's a confidence and a conviction. And faith in a dictionary, you, can, you will probably find something like this, is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Hallelujah. And here we're talking about trusting God, trusting a promise from the Scripture or, or trusting something that He impressed in your heart. You know, when something kind of comes alive to you, you hear somebody say something, I can have that. Well, if you have that, that's God trying to get that across to you, and you need to grab a hold of it. And say, okay, whoa, 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 what is done for others, he can do for me. Glory be to God. So I'm going to grab a hold of that, and that's where faith starts. Hallelujah. And let's have a look at Abraham. You know, Abraham, he is called the father of faith. And, you know, we see him mentioned in Hebrews 11, and we see a lot of, uh, about him in his life in Romans chapter 4, where Paul is, is using him as a, as, as, as a descriptor of what faith is. And I'm going to start reading in verse 16 of Romans chapter 4. Romans 4 and verse 16, he says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Well, you know, we are not, you know, the Israelites. You know, we're not, most of us, I don't think maybe some of you are a Jew, but <laughs> we are of the faith of Abraham. So what was, what was promised to the Jews is also promised to us. Hallelujah. And so, verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And the King James Version, version says, fully persuaded. Hallelujah. So we can say about faith is faith is fully persuaded. Faith is fully persuaded of something God has promised. 
Hallelujah. And it would be very difficult to be fully persuaded of a blessing you were not sure God is offering. You need to be sure that this is something God has offered to you. And F.F. Bosworth said, he said, faith begins where the will of God is known. That's where Bible faith starts, where you find something that God has promised, hallelujah, and you get that in your heart and you get settled, you get fully convinced or fully persuaded that this is something God has promised you, hallelujah. And if you don't know if it's God's will for you to be healed, you cannot have faith for that. If you, are not, if you don't know that it's God's will for your needs to be met according to his riches in glory, you cannot have faith for that. And since all that God has provided for us through Jesus is accessed by faith, it is vitally important to know what that is. And that's why we gather in church, isn't it? That's why we read our chapter every day, Monday through Friday, so we can find out what God has promised us. Because if you don't know about it, you can't have faith for it. And so I'm going to just, you know, tell the story here about how I uh, met my wife because it, 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 it fits in here. I was, uh, at the time, I was uh, uh, at Rama and I had been under, under the ministry of Miss Leanne Sosby for, and helped there a lot. And, and she was telling the story about, you know, how, how she uh, uh, met her husband. And it took a long time. And, and so she was just sharing, you know, some things about that. And she said, well, you know, I just, I just was convinced that, you know, that's what God's will for me is to, is, to have, is to have a husband. And I'm like, well, the Bible says, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. So come on, you know. And so it's, uh, it's uh, uh, and also I read about Abraham. You know, and Abraham, you know, he was, he was going to offer up Isaac, you know, and, and, and the Lord provided a ram for him in the thicket. And the Lord re revealed himself to Abraham as the guide who provides. He sees ahead and he makes provision. So I had these things in my heart. And then she said, well, I just started saying that he's so close that I can smell his perfume. So I started saying, she's so close, I can smell her perfume. She's so close. And the thing is, I had this in my heart that God wants this for me. I was convinced that God doesn't lie. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for me to be alone. I need a woman. And so, and not just any woman, I need the perfect provision that he has seen ahead and made provision for. And I just knew it in my heart. If you keep on pursuing me, if you keep on pursuing me, I will bring her up alongside you. And it'll be the most natural thing in the world. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? Well, I knew in my heart that it was getting close. You know, it was just getting close. I was like, I, I, I know it. I don't see it, but I know it. And then, of course, you know, Angela Yoder had to get involved. And, you know, and so they <laughs> knew about this, 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 this lady that, you know, uh, was beautiful. And they sent me a picture and, you know. Here you have, there you go. But I mean, you know, it was a process, but it started there. It started me being under the influence of the Word of God. And that's why you need to be under the influence of the Word of God and around people of faith. You know, the spirit of faith will rub off on you. And you will realize that, mm, I can have that. Glory be to God. I like that. I mean, they have, they have received promises through faith, just like what the Bible talks about. 
And so you're around people of faith and it rubs off on you. And that's why you come to church when the door is open. And you expect something when you come to church. You don't just come to church to warm the pew. We can, we can buy stuff that could do that. No, no, you come so that we can receive something from heaven together. You know, did you know that the corporate faith of a congregation can go much further than just one preacher that is excited about something? No, it's a two-way street. And the thing is that, you know, the things that come from God, uh, it's, 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 it is accessed by faith because you honor God, you honor His Word. And the thing is that if you just come to church and you just go, hmm, hi, you know, I'm just coming here and it's just what I do, and, and there's a good, good chance that you won't receive anything. But if you come expecting, and you know that the Word of God, eternal things are going to go forth in this place tonight. And, and actually, there's not going to be one service just like this one ever again. No, this has the capacity. This service could be something that we look back at millennia from now. And do you remember? That's when I learned that about faith. You know, we don't stop walking by faith. We don't forget everything when we go to heaven. This is just, just like boot camp. You know, stay alive. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, ah, I made it another week. You know, this is just training ground for eternity. It is. And the same principles that you learn to live by now, you will live by in eternity because God is there and he lives by faith. And guess what is going to be required of you that you live by faith, not just here, but there. And you might as well get some things now so you don't have to get into the short bus when you get to heaven. You know, and go to and go to faith school. You might as well go to faith school right here and reap the benefits because there are great benefits, hallelujah, like, like a wife, pretty one, you know. It's, uh, and God knows what you need, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And so we live in a world where there's a lot of, and what is this word, you know, from a foreign Norwegian, this is not always easy. Uh, what are you laughing at? Anyhow, <laughs> there are a lot of non-absolutes and I did say this in preparation today, but I'm going to jump over it now. Vacillating? It's a back and forth? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but we don't have to be that way. You know that? It's easy to get, because now you see in the world, it's like, well, there's no absolute, there's no absolute truth. You know, they're trying to get all these things in and just, be, well, you know, you're super, well, you, you might feel like you're this, this today, and then tomorrow you might feel like you're like this. And this is all you need to live by how you feel. And everybody needs to be okay with that. And, well, that is not faith. And it, 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 it ruins what faith is, and that's what it's intended to do. But we don't have to live our lives that way. We don't have to live our lives that way. We can get in the book, like Pastor says, and let the book get in us. And then we start to see differently, and we start to live our lives differently. Okay, so let's get back to the word here. James chapter 1, hallelujah. James chapter 1 and verse 5, praise the Lord. James 1 and verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for you, doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Instability is a sign of a lack of faith. 
<laughs> you know, I've, I was working on the, out, out in the oceans for years and years and years and years. And so anything that I, I, you know, you can observe being out there is just like whichever direction the wind blows, it's going to be the direction that the waves are coming. And if the wind direction changes, guess what? It's going to start going the other way. And if you are like that, if your opinions change from day to day, and if you believe God one day and then something happens, and then you're just like, oh, well, I guess not. Well, then you know that's an indicator that I'm not in faith in that area. It doesn't mean that you're not in faith in another area, but in that area, you have some work to do. You know? But that can change. And if you are questioning... If you're questioning, you say, maybe you've been standing in faith for, for your healing, say. And then you have questions. Well, I guess why, why? Well, I wonder, why is it not working for me? Well, you're not in faith. If you start to question, then you're not in faith. That's when you need to get your nose in the book. And you need to go back over what God has said regarding that subject and get settled in it. The only thing that, that can produce faith in a human heart is the word of God. It's the written word and the spoken word for somebody who speaks the written word. <laughs> and, and also from something that God says. But it has to come from Him. And so, and we can't tolerate this condition because if we're in this condition, we'll, 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 it says, what did it say about that man or woman? It says, let them not think they'll receive anything from the Lord. And so, so we, can, we, can, we can recognize that, can't we? Hallelujah. And if you have faith in something... Or someone, you're still not making up your mind about it. You're still not trying, you're not, you're not in a place where you're trying to make up your mind if this is the will of God or not. Then you're not in faith yet. Hallelujah. But there's some God facts that can help you when it comes to you building your faith. And that's the fact that this word does never change. And this word is absolute truth. And will, like I said in class, there will never be a version two of the Bible. There will never be a new and improved version of the Bible. This is perfect. This is the will of God for you. And so if you get in there and you see him saying this about you, then it is yours. He doesn't change. The word doesn't change. He doesn't change. The word says he cannot lie. The word says that he cannot fail. And the word says that he is faithful who promised. Praise the Lord. And this is going to be an anchor to your soul as you get in faith. Hallelujah. And so let me go here. How do you know that you have arrived at fully persuaded? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> and that's your answer. Joy. Joy. Hallelujah. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures that I'm going to get, 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 get this across to you. 1 Peter 1 and verse 8. 1 Peter 1 and verse 8 says, says, Whom having not seen you love, thou know you do not, thou now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice. Yet believing you rejoice. With joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Rejoicing is a strong indicator of faith. If you say, I'm in faith, and you go, grumble, 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 I'm in faith, I'm just in faith, I'm just, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. Well, if, 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 if there's not a smile and a joy in your heart, you are probably not in faith regarding that situation. 
Romans 15 verse 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, <laughs> that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So if you are in believing, if you are in faith, if you are fully persuaded, there will be two things. There will be peace and there will be joy regarding that situation. Because if that situation gets you out of peace, if there's fear in your heart, you're not in faith. You're not fully persuaded. For instance, if there's something that's regarding your healing, and you look at a situation, and, it looks, and, 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 and there's fear in your heart, you're not fully persuaded, and you are not in faith. But that can change. That can change, but it's, it's, it's important to recognize it and then do something with it. And the only thing that can do something with that is the Word of God. So that's when you need to you see that, oh, 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 I'm not in faith. I don't have peace. I don't have joy. I have to do some mind renewal in that area until I get to a place where I am at peace and I have joy. You can look at the situation and you say, ha, 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 Mr. Devil, hallelujah. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. And there's no way you can move me out of that place. There's no questioning. There is no reasoning outside of that. You are fully persuaded that the Lord is my healer. Hallelujah. Or you're fully persuaded that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you're worried about your future, if you're worried about your finances, you're not in faith in that area. <laughs> if you're worried, you look at your bank account and it's like, oh my God, what is going on here? And you have fear. There's no peace. Yeah, I know some, sometimes things can be like, oh wow, I didn't expect that. But it doesn't have to get you out of a place of peace and a place of joy. Just makes sense to all of you. If you are in believing, you will have peace and you will have joy. And if, you, and if you check those two gauges on a regular basis, you will find out that you will be walking in faith more and more and more and you will stay there. You know, Brother Hagin said, you know, he says, always keep the, the switch of faith turned on. <laughs> and you know, it's turned on when you have joy and you have peace. Hallelujah. Isn't that a wonderful way to live? Hallelujah. So always check those two, those two gauges. And if you're depressed, you have some work to do. If you're in fear, you have some work to do. You know, this is a serious thing. You know, I'm, we're talking about this, and sometimes it's like, well, you know, we take faith lightly. But it's actually a very big deal. It's a very big deal for you, and it's a very big deal for where you are taking your family. Because the thing is that if you can keep your eyes on those two gauges, then you can shut the door on the enemy. Because if there is fear, you have more faith in a bad outcome than you have in a good one. And so when there's fear there, then you have to shut that door. Because fear is from hell. In whatever, whatever form it comes. It's from hell, and we need to shut that gate. And the way that you do that, you do it by the word. 
Just like Jesus did in Luke chapter 4, when the devil came to tempt him, whatever he said, you know, whatever he said, and then Jesus said, it is written. And that's what you say, it is written. It is written. And I was just reading after uh, Brother Hagin, the guy who went to heaven in 2003, and he was talking about, you know, he was healed of a, of a, a deformed heart and incurable blood disease and all this stuff when he was 16. But he was talking about after this, he said some alarming symptoms came on him in the nighttime. <laughs> and he couldn't sleep. And, you know, he was resisting, you know, and he was just, you know, just, you know the Lord is my healer. And then, then he, he couldn't sleep. And, and so, so, so he was just, you know, he was, said, Lord, help me here. And he said, he said, consider not. The symptoms. Wasn't that what Abraham did? He considered not his situation. He didn't look at that. He didn't consider or meditate on the condition. You know, and so, so, so he, he, he eventually fell asleep. And then he woke back up. And, and, then, and, then he's, you know, and then the Lord told him, he said, consider this. <laughs> By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. You keep your eyes on him, and then he said, if you keep your eyes on me, I will keep you in perfect peace. And so he fell off to sleep again, and he woke up perfectly healed. And so I'm not saying that you're not going to get stuff that is going to come against you, but when they do recognize it right away, instead of going two days down the road before you recognize that I am totally not in peace. I'm in turmoil here, and I'm letting the devil harass me. You know, we need to just, if we can, if we can together just, just recognize that and shut the door, then we can get over stuff a lot quicker. Because he's subtle. He's very subtle. He'll come in, you know, when you're weak, when you've had a long week or whatever, you know, you're tired. It's this perfect time to come in and try to, to convince you of something that is not according to the plan of God. And so if we can learn to recognize those things, then uh, it's going to help us a lot. Hallelujah. Joy and peace in believing. So if you find yourself not laughing a lot, then that's a sign. You know, if, if, if your wife calls you a grump, then uh, you need to check up on something. I have my, my daughter. She, she's like, Daddy, why are you not happy? She calls me out right away because, you know, she's used to me smiling and, you know, just joking with her and stuff. And so, so if I'm not smiling, she says, Daddy, why are you not happy? And we all need a four-year-old that can, can, can look at us and, and then poke us and say, hey, why are you not happy? <laughs> why are you grumpy? You know, because uh, if, if you're not happy, if you're not expecting good, you know, you know, the one that is in faith, you know, he believes that God is a rewarder. Of those that diligently seek him. You should expect good things to come down the road for you. Every day on a regular basis. You should expect to be blessed. Blessed. I just saw a yawn. Is that a time I need to quit? Sign. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Oh, that's hilarious. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. You know what? I think we've gotten our point across. And, uh, you know, when people start yawning, it's like, okay, either use too many scriptures or it's like, wait, move on, preacher. Move on. And so, <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, 
It, it's, it's, this is a very important subject, and you know what? We can learn how to react in faith, and we can get better and better at living our lives by faith. And when we do, we're going to see all the promises of God come to pass, and we're going to end up actually being in a place where none of our family has been before. Because God always wants to bless you and always wants to bring you up and forward. And if you will follow Him, and you will, if you will follow His promptings on the inside of you, if you will listen, you will grab a hold of it and you will just, just stay in the word until you're settled and you start to act on those things. You're going to see yourself in a place that you just dreamed of. Hallelujah. Your life can be completely different. You know, look where, look where Pastor Mike started and he now has got a son-in-law like me. I mean, okay, it's time to quit. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's just pray. How about that? It's a good place to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we love you. Hallelujah. And we're so grateful, Father, that you want, you want the best for us, Father God. Hallelujah. And you sent us on this quest, Father, to get better and better and better at walking, Father, according to your word and living this life of faith, Father God. We know that as we do, Father, it'll be a blessed life, Father, and it'll be a life filled with peace and joy hallelujah because your word tells us it is father god so i thank you for your word i thank you that it always brings light and understanding and that your word father always produces what it was sent to produce so we receive it father in our hearts that we know father is good ground and it will produce a great 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 harvest in our lives father god hallelujah and for that we are eternally eternally grateful in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah